When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets class open up your textbooks to boy meets girl meets boy meets world season seven episode 12 chapter titled family trees family trees <laughs> uh um i'm alden i'm tanya i'm the boy i'm the girl and i'm the only one with notes in front of me <laughs> we we're in a, a little bit of a rush are so. we we were yeah were we yeah why we had so much going on. Yeah, it's true. Um, how have you been, Tanya? It's been it's been two weeks. It's been yeah. For for those people who actually listen on a weekly basis, we're sorry that you know had a couple weeks off there. Yep. Um, for everyone else, no break for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, why have we been out? Uh, because we had a lot going on. We went out of town. The kids had their spring break. We've had Easter and goodness, so much. So much. Yeah, we we went out to the beach for the first time alone in the history of our nine-year relationship. Yep, just the two of us. Yeah. It was very quiet. Yeah. And and how did we spend it? Well, about uh, 19 times a day, Tanya would say, Wow, think about, like, right now, if we had the kids, <laughs> what we would have to be doing, or what we would be doing right now if we had the dogs here, or... I missed them. I, like, it doesn't negate the fact that I loved that we got to go, just the two of us, but it was also bizarre to me to not have the kids and the dogs. It was so weird, because our whole life, like, revolves around them. So it was it was so strange, but it was wonderful. Yeah. But nobody cares about our vacation and our time alone. They want the nitty gritty. They want to know, what have we been watching for the last two weeks, though? In the time that we've had to watch things, uh-huh. I feel like we've watched a lot. What have we watched? Well, I have, for sure. We finished Severance. I feel like that was... Had we finished Severance We were. Yet? We only had the one episode left. Yeah, so we finished Severance, which mm-hmm. was a ride. It's crazy. Um, I, I can't... I, I hate that we have to wait for season two. Yeah. I just... I need answers. Who knows if we'll get them. No. It's so good. It was so good. Um, and then I am neck deep in... Our flag means death fandom at this point. Like, it's all I want to watch. I want to listen to the soundtrack. My whole TikTok for you page is nothing but our flag means death and Taika Waititi love. And it's fantastic. I like it. I don't... I'm not obsessed with it. I um, I like a lot about it. And I, and I like... Well, I mean... So Taika... Uh, how do you say it? Taika Waititi... Taika Waititi. Shit. Um, he's he also did for those of you who don't know he did um, what we do in the shadows. I like and that many 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 sure, many, sure, sure. many 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 yeah. many other things. Sure, but my point is I like uh, what we do in the shadows a lot more. It's kind of that same formula where it's like silly about a serious topic, mm-hmm. um, and I think I like that one more. But I love like it. I was talking to Tanya about it earlier today. I just I love the fact that if there are 
many relationships in it and it never discusses like the fact that like oh is this a different kind of relationship like it's just a bunch of people who love each other yeah it's just like everyone's queer and it's fantastic yeah it's it's just so good yeah and like even so for that show like i they haven't even announced the season two yet and it's not even driving me crazy because i'm enjoying re-watching season one i think that it was kind of paced so well that that it's easily rewatchable and you can easily rewatch like your favorite episodes without having to watch the whole season. It's just so good. Well, because I, I think, and, and part of the reason probably doesn't draw me in the same way is because it's not really about a story. Like there's a story there, but it's more about these relationships and these people. Isn't that what a story is? No, 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 no. Like there's no like... There's a huge story there. Yeah, and it's not really at the forefront. The relationships and the people are first. And that story is there to, like, remind people, like, oh, yeah, also, this is going on. Yeah, but I think, like, the relationships are the story. That's literally it's what like I just said. the driving said. force of the story. That's but l- that's what a, like, that's what a romantic comedy story is. That's what... Anything that has to do with relationships in general, the the story is about the relationship. I'm watching Heartstopper right now, which is another just phenomenal show. The story is the relationship. There isn't really a story outside of that. Sure, but that's that's kind of my point, I guess. It's it. You're right that that is a story and that is a genre, and that is a genre I don't watch, or it's a genre that I don't get into. Relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't get into the 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 romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. So the what what would hook me here is the pirate story and like what's going on there and I I don't think that that's really the focus. Right. And that's why I'm saying it's it's more your thing. Right. But I do enjoy it cuz the people on it are amazing. Mhm. They really are. It's it's wonderful and heartwarming until it's not. And sometimes it's not yeah. And then it's just heartbreaking, but it's it's so good. And if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it so much to everybody. And I started a show that I don't know if anybody's ever heard of. It's called True Detective from 2014. <laughs> I just started the first season. I I've um the first two the first season stars mainly Woody Harrelson and, and Matthew McConaughey and I don't necessarily love those two guys at all. So then the two of them together just kind of made me never want to watch the show, even though I've heard good things about it. But I did start it finally because I heard some things that specifically hooked me, and I'm enjoying it. It is not. It is not a fun ride. (laughs) It is not. Here's the thing. I have liked Matthew McConaughey in stuff. And I have loved Woody Harrelson in one role. I loved him as Hamish in Hunger Games. I, like, he was phenomenal. I loved him in Zombieland. Oh, yeah. I love Zombieland. Yeah. Um, so those two things. I love them in those, in, in very specific things. The problem is they look stinky. And separate, I can tolerate that if the story is good. 
together, I'm just like, I feel like this whole television is very smelly right now. Like, they look like they smell bad. Well. And, and that's distracting to seems me. Seems quite judgmental, but... Um, but you agree. They look like they smell bad. I mean, they, they're they greasy dudes. They, I mean, that's... They, they kind of always have that same kind of... Like, I don't take care of myself because I don't love myself thing going on. And they they do it well, which is why that exists in all of their roles. And like the white guy anger face, like where they're just like angry and they like puff up like their bottom lip or whatever. It's but they they very they fit. Stinky. Goodness gracious. <laughs> they fit the roles really well. And, and it's obviously like that this. It, it's not about them. It, I mean, it is. But you're also watching this crazy story play out and you're trying to piece it together. In fact, uh, today when I was watching, oh my God, I'm talking about a series from 2014 that has been talked about to death. Maybe, that, Never mind. maybe that's the next podcast we should do since it's another no, no, no. old show. <laughs> I could not. I could not because I really enjoy the the mystery of it and the, the murder mystery kind of thing going on, but I don't enjoy watching them spiral out of control in their personal lives. Right. It is driving me crazy and ruin their their marriages and families and whatever. Like, right. I hate it. But the other stuff I'm here for. <laughs> I'm not here for the... He's the, never there for the relationship. I'm not there for the relationships. I'm there for the murder. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Um, anyway, is that all we've watched? That can't be, because you know what else we watched? What do we watch? Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 12, Chapter Titled? Family Trees. You got it. Got it in one. Yay. Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and blurb me up, side down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tanya's going to try to read the blurb upside down from my paper. Joke's on you. I'm good at reading upside down. Sean gets a surprise when he receives a letter from his mother. I mean, joke is on me, I guess. I thought that would have been entertaining. <laughs> I'm really good at reading upside <laughs> and down. Instead, it was just a normal blurb. I'm I'm just a very good reader in general. I can I can read most handwriting and I can read upside down. It's, it's true. Not like, a problem. She reads insanely fast. Like I can't even come close to reading as quickly as she does. I, I don't know how to describe it even, but I do know, like, last night, she said, I only have an hour until I want to be asleep, and I'm at 91% in my book. I need to finish it. And then, like, four and a half minutes later, she was like, oof, what a book. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he'll he'll be like, oh, come look at this on his phone, and, and we'll be reading something, and I'm, like, waiting for him to scroll down and waiting and waiting. And he's like, oh, sorry. And I, I don't, I'm not a slow reader. Like, I don't think, I'm, I'm certainly not a fast reader. Um, I'm probably below average or, or average. But she's just that fast that it's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, this episode was directed by Fred Savage. Huh. And it was written by Matthew Nelson, Maddie Nels. Interesting. Maddie Nels. And Fred Savage. I don't, I'm trying to figure out a way to put it together. Like, I got Tishnells. I got, you know, the Maddie twins or whatever. Savels. Savels. Why Savels? You, you took the middle of Nelson? <laughs> yeah, I guess Who so. does that? Who takes the middle of the name? 
They're like, here, this is the uh, Ava Els. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to help. Uh, Nelsage. Mm, I don't like it. I don't. No, I, don't I don't like, like it, it be- either. because it doesn't speak to the fact that it's Fred Savage, and that's important. Fred Savage of Wonder Years fame slash Corey's brother fame mm-hmm. slash shitty teacher. I really think that that tarnished um, my my mental image of Fred Savage. He was so good at playing the worst person. Yeah. Like it was so realistic. Anyway, Tanya, classroom yes. or not, where do we start? We are not in the classroom. Where we, are we are at the Matthews residence in the living room. We start out close up to Panga and Corey's face and then it zooms out and like everyone is there except for Alan and Angela and Sean. So it's like Amy, Eric, Morgan, Topanga, and Corey. And they are planning Alan's birthday party. They are. And they, they're talking about how huge and important this is and how uh, serious Alan takes his birthday f- for the first time in the seven years mm-hmm. this series has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's like a big birthday. And then we find out that he's turning 40, 46. There's, I mean, they say that he, they, they, they imply that this is how he treats every birthday. Is mm. He expects something amazing every year um me too i want a sprinkle parade every year right well birthday's coming up (laughs) who knows what you're gonna get this year i'm turning 38 and i've only had one sprinkle parade in my entire life and who gave it to you you and the kids that's right this year is just gonna be like melted chocolate. <laughs> no, I, I don't want chocolate. I never said I want a chocolate parade. I well, would actually I not evolve. like that. I get you. Everybody has to evolve and this grow. This is about me, though. I know you have to evolve and grow. No, I don't like chocolate. You don't like to evolve and grow. I don't want chocolate on my face and stuff. You might like it. I would not. At thirty nine, you don't know what you'll like. I'm turning thirty eight. I'm turning thirty nine. <laughs> I forget. I get com- very confused. Once you get past 35, all of the numbers are bad. <laughs> it, yeah, it might as well just be like, you're turning 75 <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, after 35, I stopped remembering what my age was. And not on purpose, but, like, people will ask me, and I have to, like, think about what year I was born, how old my wife is, how old my daughter is, and how that relates. I have to do a whole fucking algebraic equation in my head. I always remember only because Caden is exactly 20 years younger than I am. Otherwise... What are you going to do when he catches up? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. They're planning the birthday party. Planning the birthday party. They're saying they got three more days to to plan. Um, Eric is like, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm here to save the day. And he starts talking about how, like, Alan was a humble... Uh, Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. and Corey like interrupts him and says, "Dad he was, was in a, a Coast Guard, a cook in the Coast Guard." But neither of them are right because in the episode where Alan gave Corey the boxing gloves, he says he was in um, the Navy. Wait, that's, I mean the Air Force, the Air Force. I will say that's a Navy SEAL. No, it was the love. Air Force. Okay, I th- I thought it was Air Force. Yeah. Um, he got the boxing gloves in his in the Air Force. Anyway, anyway, the man in question, the Navy SEAL slash Coast Guard slash Air Force officer, 
Kicks in the door. Kicks in the door. And he walks in. He's like, oh, what are you guys up to? Like, You know what happens? We're just three days away from something important. He's like, "Do you? does anyone want to know what important thing that is? And Morgan gets up and she's like, I don't want to play. And she leaves. Go, Morgan. And then um, he walks over to Amy and he's like, do you want to know what's in three days? And Amy goes... We want you to leave us the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean bursts in the door. Then Sean bursts in. And he's like, I have a letter from my mother, Verna. And Corey's just like, you do not open that letter. You don't need it. It's going to be bad. You can't open it. And Sean's like, what if it's good? And Topanga's like, what if it's good? They're all just saying, like, let him open it. And, and Amy Corey is like, is... what if it's good? Yeah. That's why I said everybody says it. And then. Did you? Yeah. Roll back ne- the tape. You never listened to I me. I did hear that. <laughs> I just found Amy's insistence interesting. Right. Um, and Corey kind of gets in Sean's face and he's like, you don't need this. Like, you know, it's going to be bad. And Sean's like, well, it, it might not be like, let me open my letter. And Corey starts arguing with his mom and gets in her face and she's like, it's going to be good. It, it could be good. And he's like, nobody asked for your opinion. The only opinion that we need here is Topanga's. And Topanga's like, um, I think you need to just let him live his life, Corey. And Corey's like, don't ever snap at me like that in front of my family again. And then Topanga hits him in the face with a notebook, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. And then Sean is like, oh, She's in Honduras. And Corey's like, oh, he opened it. And he's like, and it doesn't look like she's coming back. What's new? Like, some things never change. And then Corey's like, rips it out of his hands and says, stop right there and pulls it out of his hands. But and Sean's already read it. He's a fast reader, too. Mm-hmm. And he says, she's not my real mother. So now we go to the apartment. We go to the apartment and Sean has like a murder board set up on the cabinets where it's like, you know, the mystery boards with all the like yarn attached and stuff. And it's like he's trying to figure out who his mom is. So like Jack is on the computer researching stuff and Sean's like writing it on the cabinets. And Sean's like, I just I need to find my mother. She's the only family I have left. She doesn't. He says, she's my only. And Jack, like, stops him and goes, only family you have left? You really want to try that again? And uh, Sean's like, you're my half-brother. And Jack's like, yeah, well, the other half is going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Um, And then Eric is is giving a presentation and to has like, Corey and Topanga on the other side of the room. And he's like, so here's what we're going to do for the party. Here's how we're going to get Daddy alone. And it's got a, a picture of Morgan, a and hospital, poison. or a poison face, and then a green Morgan, and then a hosp- an ambulance, and then balloons. And he's like, going to get Morgan. I'm going to poison her. She'll have to go to the hospital. And then when Dad comes home from the hospital, surprise! And Corey and Topanga are like, we need to leave. Yeah, so they walk over to where Jack and Angela and Sean are looking at the computer. And Jack is saying, like, um, okay, so your family history is interesting, or our dad's side of the family is interesting. Sean's like, oh, it looks like they were Scottish. Um, and Topanga and Quirt is like, oh, Scottish, that's great. 
And he was like, oh, you want to know what they're known for? They slaughtered their entire village. And Cory and Topanga are like, oh, slaughterers. Nice. Yeah. And then they find out that, like, they've narrowed it down to three candidates for Sean's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they narrow those names down into one. Which is Elaine. And they want to, f- they, I guess they're doing like a DNA test over mm-hmm. the computer, but I don't know how they got her DNA. Um, also, they didn't send any samples in. It was just over the computer. Yeah. it's just, It was just like a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. Is this your real mother? And then he just had to answer questions. Uh, and then Jack really dates the episode and he goes, is that your final answer? Because he does the, <laughs> this was like peak who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, Sean sends it off. He hits enter and sends off his DNA test. And now we go to Chucky's. Where Eric is in Rachel's face and telling her that she needs to yell, the Japanese are coming in order to get Alan to come into Chucky's for the party. Because that'll, um. Trigger his Navy SEALness. Yeah. And Corey is like, mm-mm. I agree, Corey. I agree. That's but terrible. It is terrible. Um, also, so was killing his sister. But um, Eric, like, gets down in Corey's face when he's like, mm-mm. He's like, you need to stop it. And then he says something like... He's like, the cake. You are only in charge of the cake. I just need you to do the cake. And then he goes, you got it, squirt? And then Corey goes, I like it when you call me squirt. <laughs> And then Eric, like, reaches over and, like, squeezes his face, and it was very cute. It was very cute. That started with uh, weird, awful Here's the thing. PTSD stuff. Here's the thing. Morgan is one person. Uh, triggering PTSD with racism is a lot of people. Like, yeah. so many people. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like the the train conundrum like, through, you're okay with, th- you know what? they Morgan's didn't... on one track and then like every person from Japan and every person who suffers from PTSD is on the other track. Okay, but it's not like that at all because in that scenario, what you're implying is, is that it didn't exist before a writer wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying a writer put these people on the tracks and then made you choose, and you're like, oh, now I have to choose. All I'm saying is, because, you, no, you said, oh, you know, the Morgan thing wasn't that bad. No, this was this was much worse. Okay. Um, so now Sean and Angela come in, and they're talking about how... The test results are in. The test results are in. Angela was already there. So, like, Angela and Topanga were at the couch. Corey was in the chair. Rachel comes behind the couch and Sean comes in. He's like, I have the test results now. And he opens them. um, And they still haven't figured out who his mom is. Yeah, it's not his mom. Um, And they're like, well, I guess those hunter women just don't like to be found. Um, And Corey says to Sean, like, hey... When stuff like this happens, you tend to push your friends away. No, or Topanga, Topanga says, says that, it. yeah. And 
John is just like, no, it's not gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm doing fine. Like this is nothing. I haven't had a mom in forever. Like this is, it doesn't change anything. And Corey's like, you're gonna be at my dad's birthday party tonight, right? And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't miss it. And he walks out, and um, they're all just kind of standing there, like, uh, what do you think he's gonna do? And Corey says he's gonna do something that devastates himself and those of us around him. And now we go to the living room with just Alan and Eric sitting on the couch with sad faces. Well, well Alan with a sad face. Yeah, Eric kind of says, like, why do you look so sad? And is it because it's your birthday and nobody did anything for you? And Alan's like, yes. And Eric is like, well... Because uh, Alan says, I-, I made sure I didn't have anything to do tonight because, you know, it was my birthday. And Eric is like... uh do you have plans for tomorrow night? And Alan's like, no, why? And Eric is like, mm, I can't tell you. And basically spills the beans, says... Because Alan starts tickling him. Oh, yeah. And Eric says, okay, tomorrow night party, 7.30. Um, it's going to be great. It's a surprise party. And Alan is like, but tomorrow night is not my birthday. Tonight is my birthday. Like, that's the point of birthdays. And so they're having this argument. And all of a sudden, everybody runs from, like, different parts of the house. They were there? Alan says, if if you're not here for my birthday, then why are you even here? And Eric is like, because mommy said I had to be here for some reason. I don't know. At 7.30 on the dot. And then everyone... Busts in and says, surprise. Like, from upstairs and stuff. <laughs> like, what were they with a cake? It was yeah. very confusing. But they, they come from all corners of the house. Everybody is there except for Sean. So they start to celebrate the birthday. Well, and Amy runs over to Eric and she's like, we did it. We used you as a... As a, as as a, a decoy. Decoy. Because we knew you would be too stupid to take care of it. And Eric is like, yeah, I'm so stupid. Oh, this. But that means that tomorrow night's party is still a surprise. And they're just like, "Uh uh-huh. And then Sean comes in. And Eric says, you dummy, it's tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, But immediately something is off. Corey's like, what did you do? And Sean's like, I didn't do anything. Everything is fine. And he's like hanging on Angela. He's drunk. Yeah. Um, Everybody's mad at him. Jack is like, you can't drink. Like, we've been over this. You literally can't drink. Yeah. And, yeah, it, uh, Sean is like, goes over to Angela and he's like, you still love me, right? We don't have any mommies. And, um... And Angela's like, yeah, no, we don't. So... You okay? Um, and he gets... I mean, he's very, very upset. Um... He goes and he sits down on the on the on the table on the mm-hmm. on the coffee coffee table, table. and, and he, he's talking about the fact that like he's an orphan and he hates himself. Well, because he's he like you know he he hears himself and he does the thing where he's like, "Stop whining! I hate you!" And it was that was sad. Like that was a yeah a real um, moment. And and Alan says like. I want you to be, he, he says, I want you to be a member of this family. Like, First, come he, into the kitchen. I want to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, he says, come into the kitchen. I want to talk to you. And Sean says, what? You're going to make me an omelet? And Alan says, I need to talk to you. And Sean goes, 
uh, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. And Alan says, I'm the closest thing you got. Which is not a not a good way to uh, uh, ease the tension. No. But Alan has never been known for his um, empathy. That's true. Uh, Especially y- regarding Sean, who all of the sudden he's like, come be a part of our family, even though I couldn't handle you. Kicked you out of my own house. As a minor. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he says, I want to adopt you. And Sean gets upset. Yeah. And leaves. So now you see kind of like the sidewalk and it's Christmas, which I guess Alan's birthday is also Christmas. No, it's actually not. We, His birthday's definitely in the summer. We know that. Do we? Uh-huh. From when? Um, I, w- I don't remember what episode it was. Because I felt like his birthday was not in the winter before. Yeah, his birthday's in the summer. Or at least that's what was said previously. Okay, okay, okay. Alan was born on June 14th, as as was mentioned by Alan in Season 5 episode, Honesty Night. Mm, but his mm-hmm. birthday party episode, Family Trees, is clearly set in December. So anyway, it's Christmas in June. Yeah. Um, it's cold enough that they're wearing leather jackets. Santa's out asking for donations. Sean's coming down the road and feels someone behind him and he immediately starts being like, Corey, you shouldn't always follow me, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and it's Santa Claus. And he was like, oh. Sorry, Santa. And I thought you were someone else. Santa looks at this adult man mm-hmm. and says, it's too cold for you to be out here, son. <laughs> adult man in full clothes, jacket and everything. Just like, walking down the street like everyone else during Christmas time because they're shopping. And I, I think I think peop, most people would agree that a 20-year-old male is probably at the peak of, like, health, right? Mm-hmm. Like me at 38 going on 39, apparently. Um, if I go outside in the cold, yeah, tell me it's too cold for me, son. Yeah, same. But if it's a twenty-year-old, too cold for me, son. If it's a twenty-year-old, I'm gonna be like, boy, <laughs> can you go down to the seat, the street, and get me some, some soda? Cause I can't go. It's too cold for me. <laughs> what is that voice? I don't know. That's my old man voice. That's what I'm gonna talk like when I'm old. I <laughs> hope not. <laughs> we definitely will not be podcasting anymore. <laughs> Welcome to True Detective episode. 17. <laughs> we saw some shit. You're going to start talking this way at the end of this year. <laughs> yeah, I turned 39 in two months, three months. I don't have a choice. <laughs> anyway, so Santa tells this poor little like street urchin child to go inside because it's too cold for him to be outside. Sean gives him money and says, yeah, I guess, I guess Corey's finally given up on me. Like a man gets married and, and you can't count on him anymore. And then Santa leaves and Corey was standing behind Santa the whole time. Yep. And Sean is talking about, Corey starts telling Sean like, Hey, come back to the house. We have food. We have, you know, everybody's waiting on you. You know, we want you around. And Sean says, no, I got plans. 
And Corey says, oh, Sean says, I'm going to the cemetery cemetery to see my dad. And Corey says, I was thinking we would get pie. Corey also says, um, you got my whole family waiting for you back at my house. What's waiting for you at the cemetery? And Sean says, my family. Yeah. Corey says, I was thinking we would go get pie. Sean goes, cemetery. Corey says, pie. Sean says, cemetery. Corey says, boysenberry and i thought it was funny <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I was just upset with how Corey was handling sean going and they to have see no tact the I matthews know. have no tact it's they, true they are so privileged they have not been through shit they have it's no way of true. knowing how to handle these situations well, and that's that's what struck grace that's what struck me especially at this in this scene is is Corey is terrified of the cemetery because he's never had to go to one. Yeah. He's never had to deal with death. Right. Um, so anyway, Sean's, Sean's like, I, I'm going. Um, and then we cut to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- one thing that I will say about this scene and, and the following scene is that it, it was set outside, like really outside. And there was no audience, and there was no laugh track piped in. And there were parts where they were able to tell jokes, like the boysenberry joke, mm-hmm. where that would have been canned laughter, mm-hmm. or at least an audience laughing, and there would have been that whole like awkward sitcom pause after. And they were able to just like boom, 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 go in this scene, mm-hmm. and it was so much better. Yeah. Because they were just able to keep talking like people talk. Yeah. And it seemed like a real conversation. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, we, we go to the cemetery now. Sean is standing at Chet's grave. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to him and he's like, he's just like, you know, I miss you. I don't know who my mom is. Why didn't you ever tell me who my mom was? Like, that's insane. And as he says, why wouldn't you tell me who my mom is? You hear. Um, Chet. Yeah, you hear Chet. Go. Ghost Chet. You hear Ghost Chet. Uh, the new ghostwriter. Um, you hear Ghost Chet go, because she wasn't very much of a mom. Or whatever. You and your voices tonight. Hey, I'm Chet. <laughs> so, Sean starts to talk to him about, like, okay, like, who was my mom then? And Chet starts talking about the fact that she left the day he was born. His that- real mo- mom is Verna, because Verna was there for him. Mm-hmm. And, and Verna loved him from the moment she saw him and took really good care of him. Um, but, you know, Chet, Chet, uh, women just tread all over Chet. Well, and yeah. That, not, that it was, it was the women. It was the women. Um, and yeah, he says that like, oh, she loved, uh, she loved powdering your bottom. Uh, all the women loved your bottom. Uh, no women loved my bottom. Th- yeah, they hated my bottom. And um, Sean's like, okay, well, who was she? And Chet goes, she was a stripper. As if that is not even all. It gets worse. You you skipped the line before that where he says, she wasn't really the mother type. She was a stripper. What the fuck, dead Chet? One thing that this show has completely glossed over is that probably, I would say, 80% of strippers are mothers. Mm-hmm. 
I, I honestly think it's probably in the realm of 80%, if not more, are mothers or guardians of siblings. Right. Quite possibly. Um, They do it. For the kids. For the kids. Yeah. And they are giving their kids a life that they wouldn't be able to at another job. Right. And that's just how it is. They can wake up in the morning, make their kids breakfast, mm-hmm. get their kids to school, be home for them when they get home from school. They're there for them all day. And then they work at night. Like, I see it all the time. And it's ridiculous. And those mothers love their kids. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, all strippers are great mothers because not all mothers are great mothers. Right. Being a stripper has nothing to do it, with it, whether you're a good or bad mother. Exactly. It's just, yeah, no, it's rough. Um, I, I was actually thinking as we were watching this episode, like a, a few of the things that are said, um, it's just the show trying to be weirdly edgy. And it's ignorant. Yeah, but and this is 1999. This is the peak of like, Attitude Era Wrestling, this is South Park getting huge. Like, this is the time where everybody started trying to be edgy to get attention. Um, and and some, some shows or some creators could do it without being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. And some, most people couldn't because they didn't know how to do this. They were mm-hmm. just like, oh, you just say dumb jokes and people love it. No, yeah. no, no. There's like, there's an art to it. <laughs> well, on the bright side, at this like exact time, True Life on MTV was getting pretty big. And there was an episode of True Life on MTV where a girl who was, I think, at that point, like 21, had just turned 21 or 22, had four siblings her young her younger sister was pregnant. She was like a 15-year-old girl who was pregnant. She was the guardian of all of her siblings, took great care of them, and in order to do that, she was a stripper. Mm-hmm. And I remember being young and watching that and it changed my perspective so much. Yeah. So much. This is a girl who did not even have her own children. She was just entering adulthood and she was taking care of all of her siblings and now like her sibling's child. And she was doing it so lovingly and so wonderfully and she was a stripper. It it completely changed my perspective at a really young age. Yeah. Um, I I just say all that to, like in this in this time period in in around the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about how things have gone too far, and 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 I remember people saying like, "Oh, every every generation says that it always gets worse," and and here we are twenty years later, and we're like, "No, that was pretty bad then." Yeah, like it's gotten better now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, he argues with with um, Dream Chat, not Dream Chat, whatever he is, Ghost Chat, Ghost Chat. And Chet makes a bunch of references to the fact that he should be adopted by the Matthews. That, that Alan is a great father, and Sean's just like, but I already have a great father. Yeah, he says, 
Um, because Chet says, well, we hunters have never been very good at sticking around. And Sean says, you turn that around. You were there for me. And I was flabbergasted. Like, I threw my hands in the air. I don't even understand. I I guess I do understand a little bit because just, you know, Sean had one conversation, one good conversation with his father right before he died. And so that's what he's holding on to, which is his right to do. Well, and I also understand in, in Sean's family, Chet might be a stand-up guy. Um, you, if everyone else is failing 100% of the time and Chet is there 20% of the time, it might be a thing where Sean's like, oh, at least he's not like them. Yeah, but in in the moment... Oh, no, like, I know. We, we watched it happen. Yeah, I know. I know. And he was... It was terrible. Yes. So it was just one of those things where Sean is like, no, you did a great job. Look at me. Like, I have people who want me to be part of their family. I have someone who loves me. And Chet's like, hang on to her. And he's like, I will. And Sean tells him he's just so proud to be his son. Just so, so proud. And Chet says something about how, like, he's happy to hear that. You know, he couldn't hear it before because he was too busy grabbing his chest. And uh, now he can rest easy. And then he disappears. And then Corey Corey's comes there. out of the shadows. Corey comes, talks to the headstone um, about how Chet was a great father mm-hmm, and no. that they miss him. And he wishes that Chet had been there to see him and Topanga get married. I, I get Corey doing that in the moment. It it was a thing to make Sean feel relaxed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and then we go back to the Matthews living room. Yep, where they are celebrating Alan's party, or c- celebrating Alan still. Yeah, and um, Sean, Sean basically says, like, I can't be a Matthews. Yeah. Like, I'm a hunter. Um, I need to do what I can to, to change the hunter clan. Yeah, and he's, like, got his arm around Jack. And they're like, we understand that, but if you ever change... Alan says, if you ever change your mind, the offer stands. Well... At some point, that offer does not matter. Up until he's 25 or 26, offering to adopt an adult person matters because that adult person can be on their health insurance Mm -hmm. until they're 26. Yeah, but that's really all it is. That's all it is. Right. At this point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, But Sean says here, I'm sorry I ruined your party. I got you a gift. And he hands him a newspaper. And Alan unwraps it, and Eric makes fun of it. And it is like a kid's plate with their hands, you know, painted into mm-hmm. it. Uh, like a, like that a kid would do in school. Mm-hmm. And it says, to my dad. And Alan gets choked up. And mm-hmm. Eric jumps over and tries to take credit. Yeah, he's like, it's for me too. And he, like, tries to put his hand on it. And then, Sean says, yeah. I got one last request of you. You know, I, I need you to yell at me. I need you to yell at me the way you yell at, at Corey and Eric. And my one note for this scene is he has. So he much. He has so many times. Yeah. He has gotten in his face. He's like pushed him against walls. Yeah. Like, goodness gracious. It's like the whole show never even happened. <laughs> it's so weird. But um, it wasn't a bad scene. It just, it the the ignorance of the past is so confusing. Um. Anyway, 
So he yells at him. He yells at him. He tells him, like, you want a beer? Go to the go to the uh, fridge and get one now and come back without an arm. And then he's like, one day you're going to get married and you're going to want to buy a house and you're going to come to me. And Topanga's like, I think that was directed at us. And Corey's like, he's doing good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, so he, he yells at Sean. He gives him tough love. And Angela comes over and... and- Alan says, don't do this to your friends because there's, it scares them. And Angela peeks like, in. I know it scares me. And then she comes over and puts her arms around him and like, everything's fine. Everything's good. And then the episode's over? Yeah, the episode's over. All right. Tanya? Yep. How'd you feel about this episode? I don't know. Um, I, so I liked it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I, I did like it. But the inconsistencies that were there, and they I guess it wasn't like, well, I was about to say it wasn't timeline consistencies, but it was. Alan's birthday's not at Christmas time. Why does that bother me so much? It doesn't matter. But it it bothers me. Um, the way Angela was just like babying Sean through it, through him being drunk after the last time he drank, yeah. he abused her bothered me um and then all of the things with chet i mean goodness gracious i think it's important to remember that that was sean's interpretation yes yes that's true it wasn't really chet and sean is is imagining chet as being this person there for him right which it speaks to different things (laughs) right but but not chet himself right um, but, I mean, just what Chet said bothered me. Like, the whole stripper conversation, like, bothered me so badly. Um, and and I, I guess I kind of understand, like, Sean healing through forgiving his father. Yeah. But if in doing that, you lie to yourself, how are you actually healing? Like... He needs to go to therapy and talk through the truth of the matter, which is that his father left over and over again. And and he had nowhere to go as a minor, a young minor, that he had to live with a teacher, that he got kicked out of the Matthews. Like, he has so much to unpack because of his father. And if he tells himself lies to get him through the day, he's never going to heal from it. So, I don't know. Like, that that bothers me some, too. You can hold on to good memories of bad people. But that's different than being like, no, he, he was a great father. I, I agree, but I also, I don't know. I think we're less than a year removed from Chet dying. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's still processing it makes yeah. sense to me. Okay. I... I I don't love it either. You know that. Right. <laughs> but I also, I feel like at, what? how old are they? Are they 20? I feel like they're 19 or 20. At, at 19 or 20, Sean's still processing this. And right. And still has no idea what's going on in his own brain. Yeah. So I, I think I kind of give that a, a pass. Yeah. A lot more so than I, than I give Alan completely gaslighting him. Yeah. I mean, Alan's just like... I, you've always been part of our family and and I want to adopt you. I want to be your dad. And it's like when he was 
a young boy, mm-hmm. you had a chance to actually impact this kid's life. You personally sent him back to his dad. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I love that we got a Sean centric episode. Mm-hmm. The B plot was stupid. Eric was super stupid. He had some funny lines, but otherwise it was just like grating on my nerves. Morgan said some funny things and Amy, Amy is delivering lines so well at mm-hmm. this point. It's so good. Um, and at, Topanga did something at one point that I was like, goodness, there's that Topanga I love again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I guess it was so-so mm. for me. Um, I don't know what I expected. Like, we're going into the second half of the final season of this show. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought maybe with a dynamic episode like this, it would kind of like be amazing Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't amazing it was fine Mm -hmm. how'd you feel about this episode i i thought it was a good episode um i i do i do have issues with it like the the stripper comment was absolutely terrible and like i didn't know that you were going to feel as strongly about it as you did but i it as soon as i heard that like how many people everybody's watching this show and all of these people, and everyone who's still impressionable and learning from this show, heard him say that. And whether they thought about it or not, that got in their head. And now that that line is echoing in their head. Well, she's she's not a family woman. She's a stripper. Right. Well, I I also think though, like late nineties, early aughts, it was the culture sure. to degrade sex workers. Sure. Rap videos and rock videos both were consistently portraying anyone in a sex working field as either a broken person that needed a savior. They portrayed them as neglectful parents. They portrayed them as violent people. Like it was, there has never been an understanding during that, or there wasn't an understanding during that time of, of these people being human beings. I mean, I, I, I think it's better now, but I still don't think there's an understanding at all. But, um... Yes, but the difference here is is that this is a supposedly a family show, mm-hmm. and and they're very blatantly, like it wasn't like they were implying like oh, you know you can't trust her she's a stripper it she can't be a family woman because she's a stripper mm-hmm. like I don't know that's such a, an awful line in the sand and to 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 like and to say it like an absolute. You know, it was bad. But anyway, I had issue with that. And I had issue with the way that Alan was treating Sean in in the show. Mm-hmm. But if we look at this as an episode, like in a vacuum, mm-hmm. it it's fine. Yeah. Like if I'm just watching this episode, like I don't know that I've ever really thought about that before. Right. But now that we're going through and talking about every episode, I'm relating it back to past Alan. Right. But in this episode, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a bit of a, um, um, an empty gesture. Like that wasn't what Sean needed. 
Right. Oh, I'm going to adopt you. No, he's going through some shit. You can't just say, I'm going to adopt you. Like, um, help him. Be there for him. Mm -hmm. Talk to him. Um, Talk to him about his experiences and and, and what you know about that. Like, but the episode was fun. It was entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, You're right. Amy was fantastic. Morgan was great. Uh, I hated Eric in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, really bo- bothered me that he was not only like he's he's been brought down to this level, but like he's making jokes about murdering his sister and like uh, PTSD and right. like now he's being shitty and stupid. Yeah, and and honestly, part of the thing that I hate about it is the reinforcement of the people around him. Right, like. They're just like, oh, well, you're an idiot. So here, like, that's shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, people can do things that are not necessarily, like, the smartest things on earth. Mm-hmm. I do unsmart things all the time. I'm, no. I'm a very intelligent person. Like, everybody does dumb shit. But the fact that they're like, oh, well, we knew we would, we could use you as a decoy because you're dumb. Yeah. Like, it was just that that reinforcement made Eric worse. Yeah. And oh, so but overall I have I have all those negatives with the episode, but I think it was a good episode. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable to watch and and if I had to rate it, like it would be nowhere near the bottom of the list of Boy Meets World episodes. Right. Um it wouldn't be at the top, but it'd be, you know, Somewhere in the middle. It'd be one of those ones where it's like, all right, it's fine to have on. I'm not going to pay too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I feel about this episode. Oh, Tanya's yawning. Tanya's yawning because it's 10.03 at night. I have to go make bread. 10.03 p.m. And she's like, why am I awake? Because um, we're party animals. I have to go finish making bread like i said party animals and possibly scones because i also have to feed my starter starter <laughs> we're so cool and hip and young um we gotta go so that tanya can make bread and uh feed her sourdough starter and i can play switch all right um see you're practically a 10 year old i agree tanya yes where can people find us? Um, you can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Come chat with us about the episode. Um, tell us what you liked or did not like about the episode of Boy Meets World or even this episode of the podcast. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can chat with us. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 12. Do good. Class dismissed.